All right, hello everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday show. My name is James Chen and I am joined here in the flesh once again by the illustrious Mr. Ultra David. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, I would say. You know, it's been uh, kind of an up and down week uh, for me in some ways. We'll talk about that. But uh, I was happy to come over here yet again. Great to see your cats, as always. Uh, (laughs) I may have brought one of my cats. I guess we'll find out later on based on whether he can open the door. Uh, I mean, based on whether he's here or not. Well, Uh, remember last week you said that um, your cat could drive. He can drive. He so, can drive. So, so it's, totally it's, like he might be here later. We'll see what happens on that front. Yeah. Anyway, here's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're going to begin by talking about this topic up here, uh, which I am curious about. We're going to be talking about who's who is pandemic ready, if anybody is maybe <laughs> good uh, end to that. There. We're going to be talking about two ornament results up there on the second oh, one. The geez, two yeah, ornament you're right. Sorry. Last weekend. Uh, we're going to be talking about 5-5 matchup discussions. Of course, we have viewer questions. We'll be getting to some of those. We'll be talking about stuff that James very provocatively titled in some cases. I'm very curious to see how that turns out. <laughs> I, we're going to be talking about... <laughs> I, I've erased the title. It's not there anymore. So It's not there anymore? Oh, okay. All right. Well, maybe we'll mention it later. Okay. There is game news. We'll talk about... Fantasy Strike, we'll talk about Street Fighter V, Fightcade, some other stuff. There's other community stuff, including upcoming events that we'll get to. But let's begin by talking about this pandemic issue. So the way that I believe this began was a question from the illustrious at Hanzo Gonzo on Twitter. (laughs) That's where I first saw it being discussed. I'm not sure if there's an earlier origin to it than that. But what Hanzo Gonzo said was... Are fighting games the legit worst video game genre in regards to being prepared for a pandemic? I don't know. What do you think? I mean, it's hard to say much outside of yes. (laughs) I mean, uh, it's been pretty bad. I'm trying to find Hanzo's tweet right now. Uh, I'm trying to find out. It's in a run of show. Which section is it? In community news or... Uh, it's where it says Hanzo's tweet. Why do I not see this? My brain is not. Oh, there so right it is. The ah, yes. Okay, okay. Trying to find a pic. <sighs> My sleep schedule is not good. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> oh man, this is not good. And I also need to have it set up again so that I have multiple monitors. Keep saying I'm gonna do that. What do people use for monitors these days? Like, is it just like just get whatever? Because like, you you look online. I don't know, man. Let's maybe we'll talk about this later. Come on. Hey, I'm just trying to kill the time while I bring up the tweets. There you Uh, go. There you go. Are fighting games legit? The worst video game in regards to being prepared for the pandemic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. I mean, what's your take on this? Uh, I mean, I think where he's coming from is just the idea that, you know, our online is really, really bad. And that, uh, you know, our scene, I feel like, is getting hit really, really badly by this uh, Mm -hmm. situation. Because we are more of an offline kind of scene. You know, a lot of these other tournaments... 
you know, they can kind of just go ahead and run online, but they don't do the crazy, hey, let's have thousands of competitors in one room, you know, all fighting all at the same time kind of thing. And obviously the pandemic is hurting that. And now when we're trying to transition to online, all of our net code kind of sucks and everything. And so, uh, I mean, like I said, it's, it's hard to say much more, in my opinion, than just saying, yeah. It kind of is. It is one of the worst genres for it right now, especially from an online competitive thing. The, the, the crazy fact that we have to find all these alternate routes to try to make it work, like all this Parsec setups and, you know, right, AWSs yeah. and things like that is is not a good sign. <laughs> not a good sign. Yeah, I hear you. It's certainly not good. I will not say that the FGC was well positioned for this. Mm-hmm. The fact that we have online play that's subpar is certainly the worst thing about it. I don't think we're in the worst position. As I was reading through that thread, I think I might have said that we were, but then I was reading through that thread and Super Yan retweeted, uh, sorry, re- replied and said that actually the answer is music games. And that seems exactly right to me, right? A, a music game is a game that you, in general, play offline, right? You, pretty, you go to an arcade. Some people own, like, big... Whatever the things are that you need to buy, yeah. I don't know, in their, in their homes. But many people go to the arcade to play. In, in many cases, you have to be right next to somebody to be playing a music game. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that seems like it may be actually the worst. But yeah. yeah, I mean, the FTC is definitely up there. On the other hand, we can pretty easily pivot, right? We can quickly pivot to stuff. When you're talking about a situation like with the Overwatch League or like with Call of Duty League or with the League of Legends stuff, they have such inertia, you know? Those are such huge operations. They're, they have so many people employed all over the world. They have plans that are long-term plans. They have big money on the line. They have big advertisers who really care about stuff. So it's not easy for them to change up how they do things. Uh, you know, they have they have offline... They were supposed to start having home games, right? That was the whole, like, run-up from the last part of the, uh, of the of the Overwatch League last year. None of that stuff could happen. So, I'm... On the one hand, it's true that it sucks for us because our online play is not as good as it should be. But on the other hand, from a more organizational perspective, I kind of think that the FGC can, like, more easily adapt to situations because we are a little bit more nimbler and grassroots. Yeah. I mean, some people in the chat are saying TCGs are in bad situations. Obviously, that's not a video game. That's actual in-life card game. So that's a different kind of situation. I do also agree on the music game genre thing because if you think about it too, music games also require a lot of contact with the plastic surfaces, you know, buttons and crazy keyboard things, you know, depending on which games you're playing. And so... You know, yeah. As and a, somebody else just played them right before you, right? <laughs> and, and you're sweating you're everywhere. Them now, somebody else is gonna play right afterward. Yeah, you're sweating. They're sweating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does not seem to me like it's a conducive kind of thing to health in this sort of situation. Yeah. So I think that might be the worst. But yeah, look, I, I think the larger point that Hans was making here is that we were not very well prepared. And I don't know who's like prepared for a pandemic per se. You might have like sort of long term plans. Or you might have contingencies, not talking about government side, but like business side, uh, more community side. I don't know if anybody was prepared for it. So we probably all were not prepared. But, 
yeah, I mean, we could have done maybe more to have thought about what we could have done online as opposed to offline. If we had thought about that well enough beforehand, maybe we would have been able to have a better situation now than we do. <sighs> yeah, but, you know, it really just comes down to the fact that fighting games haven't really done enough in terms of the online, right? And, right, and right. It's it's that's the frustrating part. I mean, I've just I've kind of come to this realization recently, and in fact, I'm probably gonna do a whole uncensored about it tomorrow or Thursday uh, if I get a chance to sit down. But you know, fighting games are really, despite the fact that they're one on one, and despite the fact that we have online and all this stuff like now, fighting games I feel like thrive and are inherently a social video game genre. And, you know, it's it's to lose that aspect of the fighting game scene, I think, is really, really hard for our scene. Uh, so much of it is about, you know, why do we say go to locals, go to locals and stuff like that. And, you know, even just, you know, for example, I, you know, we're running the show you can scrimmage as much as we can these days. Even that, you know, creating a community of people talking to each other in Discord, you know about people going, oh my god, I was nervous, and the other guys, oh my god, I was even more nervous, you know, like, you know, yeah. just kind of creating this social aspect to it, bringing that social aspect back to it is so important, and not having the majors and locals and stuff like that, I think, really hurt our genre a lot, and it makes me sad, it really does, it really does. Well, it's a bummer, for sure, for sure, but there is, again, I think we're not in as bad a spot as some in just in the sense that we didn't have as much on the line in some ways uh, as a as a scene right. and I think we we can and we have been pivoting we're gonna get to tournament results in just the very next section here so it's not like nothing's happening and much of that is community driven some of it including some of the stuff we'll talk about is rights holder driven some of the one of the pro tours but other stuff is community and without Evo the rest of the community had to step up even more than already they were, but they already were doing a pretty good job. Uh, right. So I, I'm, I'm not that pessimistic. I guess I'm. I'm not saying that you are, but I did see some replies to Hanzo's tweet that were like, "Well, I think this is basically like the end of the FGC, like long term, like which is going to kill the games." And I, I think that's too far. I think that's too yeah. far. We are fundamentally interested in playing these games, and even if we can't do it for a while. We will be able to. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the, the future's going to have better online play. We already know about some games that are improving their online play for their next iterations, right? That's already something that's happening. And you have to think that this pandemic is making that even more important. Now, that's not going to mean that, like, Capcom fixes SF5's netcode, right? But in SF6, <laughs> whenever that comes out, or whatever, right? At some point, there's going to be something. I really think that this is a moment that spurs them forward to, to that. So I don't have as negative an outlook, I think, as some people do about the future of FGC. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think one of the things that you said is kind of key. It's really dependent on the scene. And a lot of the scenes yeah. are just inherently strong enough. Honestly, the biggest loser in this entire pandemic in terms of fighting game scenes has been Grand Blue Fantasy Versus because we mm -hmm. never really had a chance to see it thrive at majors and its netcode is not good. Right. You know, so we're just kind of in this weird... That, that game has suffered the most, and it never had the established scene to really kind right. of, 
you know, keep it going. So I feel like that game more so than any other. But for a lot of the other games, you know, as bad as the netcode can be for Street Fighter V, you know, Tekken's not going anywhere. There's so many people playing Tekken all the time. Even communities yeah, yeah. like Soul Calibur. And we're getting revival of KI and such. So, you know, uh, right. it really just depends on the game, probably. probably so. Well, for sure, for sure. If you're talking about what's the impact of the pandemic on specific games, subgenres maybe even, you could actually say this has been positive, right? Like, could you imagine if this hadn't happened and Evo hadn't started playing Killer Instinct and Them's Fighting Herds, right? Those mm-hmm. two games would right now be in a substantially different position. They would be There would be fewer people playing because of the fact that we didn't need to play online, you know? Um, so, in general, obviously, giant negatives about this pandemic. But mm-hmm. I do think that there are at least a couple of cases of specific games that it may have helped overall. So, uh, again, I don't know. I'm not sure that I agree that the FGC was so much worse off than everybody else. I think there's ways in which it was maybe better positioned, ways in which it was worse positioned for sure. But I think overall, I, I don't view this as being something that is terribly much more negative to the FGCs than some others. I mean, this may be what puts the knife in the heart of the Overwatch League and the CDL, the Call of Duty League. And those right. are hundreds of millions of dollars that are involved <laughs> in that. Okay. So, I mean, seriously, the, the negative impacts of that are, are I think, a lot worse. And, yeah. you know, what we have on the line, it's a big bummer. I mean, look, my friends and clients are people who, who do major tournaments, right, or who do broadcasting at major tournaments. And they have all lost money, for sure. It's been bad for everybody. I think it might actually be worse for some other esports, though, in that respect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and in a weird way, like, the fact that we are so poorly poised for the pandemic, but so grassroots that it can't really kill us, kind of in a weird way might help our scene a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. one, obviously we're getting a lot better at running online tournaments and so this will actually allow more people to be involved with more online tournaments right so now this once everything subsides you know in about what like 15 months or so you know once america can yeah yeah once the america can actually function again in like 15 months um you know, we might actually get to the point where we have a nice balance between offline and online events, giving some players more opportunities that they haven't before. Secondly, you know, people are talking about Grand Blue. What if Arxis right now is like, God, like, dang it, and Arxis and, and, and um, uh, Asai Games are like, dang it, our game is suffering quick, let's try to implement rollback netcode. And then the next version of Grand Blue Fantasy Versus has rollback. It kind of exposed that element, you know? And so maybe netcode is something more important now. You know, the, the fighting EX layer guys have been messing with it. No promises for releasing, but even the right. Melty Blood guy, when he was messing with Skullgirls and he was like, I think I want to use rollback netcode, you know, and Strive is using rollback netcode now. This could be a big kind of a, a shift. And then, of course, with all the everybody's at home and drama and, and everything that's been going on, it's, it's also yeah. been exposing a lot of, you know, bad behavior in our community. This pandemic could yeah. honestly, while 
it sucks to be in it could create a much stronger FGC in a lot of ways. So honestly, that's that's what I was trying to get at before, and I do think that's right. I do agree with that. Yeah, I think that the future is fine. Uh, I am, of course, distraught to have realized that there was so much uh, bad behavior going on in our scene. But that is also an opportunity to improve things moving forward. So hopefully, yeah, when we get back to actually going offline, maybe even before that, right? Ideally, what I would want is for is for us to be acting better, even in like our discords and stream chats and stuff. See if we can get something done on that. But yeah. at least for offline tournaments, uh, to have better behavior, better enforcement, really, of behavioral standards. Mm-hmm. Those things are positives for sure, for sure. So uh, again, I'm not as pessimistic about either our situation coming into COVID-19 or our situation moving out of it. I think that we're actually better than at least some other communities, games, that that sort of stuff. I did not mean to imply, by the way, that I thought that Overwatch was dead, right? Overwatch probably does have more players than all fighting games combined. <laughs> uh, it's, not, it's not dead in that sense, but it's in pretty big trouble financially, for right. sure. The, the league specifically is what I mean. Yeah. The, the the financial investment in those leagues, yeah, like you said, it's interesting because they actually serve to lose a lot more money, considering yeah. that it's the company Blizzard that's running Overwatch, and so they're just pouring buckets of money into this thing to make it a success. Meanwhile, in the FGC, everyone's running their own events. You know, like it's not. Right the FGC company that is losing right. money that Evo and CEO and Combo Breaker got canceled. It's literally each individual group. And, you know, some of them have even come up with clever ways to kind of make up for it, you know, so. It's true. Now, I do think that that exposes a potential problem. I, I don't want a situation where we have like one, I've been talking about last week, right? We talked about how I do think that there should be some degree of overarching mm-hmm, mm-hmm behavioral community, right, sort of uh, committee that can decide on stuff. I don't think any of us wants, like, a like a true single entity that absolutely controls things, right? We don't want that entity to run every tournament, right? That's not what we're looking for. But I do think that this also exposes a potential issue. So when there are problems with an individual team or a couple teams in the Overwatch League, the issues can be sort of uh, spread across, right? Mm-hmm. You can sort of survive better. That way, think about it like insurance, right? One person has a big problem, but everybody's paying in a little bit of money, and you pay that money to the person who has the big problem at any one time. So I, I think it would be useful if we had a situation where there was some amount of sharing among FGC tournament organizers, at least the major ones. That's way far off, right? And yeah. there's way too much disagreement among tournament organizers, event organizers, broadcasters, and, and all that sort of stuff. They're all just people who have very different ideas and personalities. And it's always been a bit of a struggle to get all of them together under the same roof for, for anything, to be, yeah. to be fine. Uh, so I'm not sure that that's something that is likely, but I do think it could be a good idea to try to get going, right? A right. nice little uh, aspirational goal, at least, <laughs> to have at least a little bit of it. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, in any case, I mean, I think the main thing to take out of this is, you know, anything that doesn't kill you, make you makes you stronger. And... Uh, the fighting game community, I mean, honestly, like, you know, we're we're Marvel versus Capcom 3, man. We've got magic pixels for days, you know. It looks like we're down, but we come back all the time. So, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, this kind of thing just, you know, 
gives us more V trigger meter and gives us more ultra meter and then we can do the crazy comeback when we need it. So everything wow. is a fighting game analogy. Everything is talking about mixed metaphors. <laughs> what? You know, we take the damage, but it just gives us the ability to do, you know, more damage back. So there you go. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> the fatal blow was ready. I'm trying here. I'm trying here, man. Okay. You're trying here. Well, all right. Anything else to say about this first topic here? Uh, no, I think that's all I have to say. Okay, okay. First of all, I just want to get to the fact that I am indeed wearing a shirt from maybe a couple of years ago. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I haven't done laundry in a little while, and maybe this is like my last shirt that is the shirt that I reach at the end of the pile, and then I go, oh, I haven't done laundry in a while. Maybe. <laughs> Hard to say. Uh, well, I can't say. Like I said, even though this shirt looks brand new, I think I told the story of it before. It is a pretty dang old shirt that has just never been worn until recently. So there you go. So we're both. Although mine's definitely still has a little more white. You know, like still like a little cleaner color than. I think your shirt was white originally, or. Hold on a second, buddy. <laughs> That looks white to me right there. Okay, okay. The lighting. It was the lighting. It was the lighting. It was just the lighting, all right? Clearly. I was trying to make myself look a little bit more tan at the expense of my shirt. Clearly, it was just <laughs> the lighting. Okay, got it. Got it. Okay. I really don't wear it very often. It really is my... It's laundry time shirt. <laughs> all right. So, the Ducks won the Stanley Cup before the Kings, and now we're going to get to the... Tournament results, we actually have some tournaments to talk about. This feels so rare. And yet, a little bit less rare, actually, as we've kind of moved on through this pandemic. There was a while where there was nothing to talk yeah. about. And now, I would say over the past month-ish, we have had more things to say. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is, you know, that's not to mention that there have been just countless weeklies running constantly, Absolutely. constantly, constantly. And so we're not even getting a chance to cover a lot of those. Like, for example, NLBC, Spooky has been killing it. You know, he's been doing, you know, uh, I think it's like Grand Blue on Thursdays. He still has a Street Fighter on, on Wednesdays. Yeah. NLBC has just been kicking it. Wednesday Night Fights has still been running everything. You know, different people have stepped up. Andy OCR and Angela Pickles have been, you know, running the Samurai showdown stuff for Wednesday night fights and you know there have been events all over the place that we're not even talking about the results for so yeah I mean like big events yeah no that but there are a lot of weeklies for sure mm -hmm. so let's begin by talking about something that happened over the past weekend Capcom Pro Tour Online 2020 Europe West 1 yes results it was really good I watched a lot of it did you watch it uh, I did not get a chance to watch it. It was, uh, uh, what time was it even on? I couldn't find the schedule for it. For, like, it was just on at weird times for me. It was, I watched it over breakfast, so it must have been when you were asleep, I guess. Yeah, see, that's why I haven't been watching. <laughs> because it, if, it, if, it, if it's before, like, 3 p.m., then, you know, that's, that's not going to happen for me. So it needs to be those Asia events, you know, that last from, like, 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. That's perfect Ugh. time for me, so. Ugh. God. Gross. <laughs> pretty gross good job to everybody who commentated up there they actually sat together in a place the two commentators on the same couch so yeah. 
I'm curious about the logistics of that because, look, I know the United States of America is particularly stupid with our response to this pandemic. We're one mm. of the worst countries in the world. But the UK is not that far away, all right? They're not doing <laughs> too hot to And I happen to know that, so I was a little surprised to see that, but I hope everybody's safe and sound. The results. Yes. So it was won by Takamura Akuma. Yeah, this, this actually... become so strong. Yeah, this makes me super happy. Takamura is yes. one of those players that I know has just been, you know, there's those players that you feel like, you know, they're they're the gatekeepers, they're really good, and maybe they have that chance to win, but they quite haven't made that hurdle to becoming, like, you know, knuckle-do problem X, you know, you know that kind of level player. Takamura, yeah. I felt like, has always been there already, just hasn't had that result to show it just yet, but I've always felt like he was on the verge of becoming basically the, the the one of the guys that you're always going to expect to see make it into like top three of europe events and such so mm. him taking this event i thought was I, I was super happy about that yeah and you can really see a progression of his play style as well when he first burst onto the scene early mm. in sf5 he was a zany ken right the read on him was he did a lot of dragon punches he was very risky he did a lot of zany stuff and he, He's got great reads, and it worked a lot of the time, but it was not stable play. Mm -hmm. Now, when you watch his Akuma, he is super stable. Yeah. He does occasionally take these little risks, right? Sometimes big risks. But for the most part, like, he is real. He can be patient. He's got great mm -hmm. footsies. He's just got sort of stable pressure, stable defense a lot of the time, and that you could really see pay off. Uh, he plays so, so well right now. Second place was Hurricane Cami who also played really well. Shout-outs to him. Uh, he actually beat Mouse Problem X, which was great. It's uh, been a tough one for him over the years, Problem X with Bison and Abigail. Yeah, and, and honestly, like, uh, I still don't see how people don't think Cammy is, like, potentially S-tier. I think this character... I still think the character's super good, and in an online environment, might even be a little bit stronger. So um, She's good. There's no doubt about that. So wait, Fourth place was Broski. Dalsum. Uh, he plays a character that Europeans think is extremely powerful, maybe overpowered, which is hilarious to me. I'll say Dalsum is good. I think Dalsum's good. Right. Uh, I think that's funny. Fifth were Bolt Strike Vega and Momi Kami, who's also been on the big come up. That's great to see him up here as well. Uh, Infectious, Zeku, and Ken, and then Vega Patch Fang rounded out the top eight. Those right. were seventh places. So, wait, what's this controversy that's going on for people are talking about right? So, for according. Ryan Hart beat Takamura yeah. in top 16, but the win was nullified because he picked a banned costume? That's right, yeah, I was just going to get to this, yeah. So Ooh. Ryan Hart ends up in ninth place with Yurian and Guile. He played Wesker Yurian, and it, while they were playing as well, they went to the grid at one point. Like, they just didn't know the rules. <laughs> the uh, why, why is it banned? I'm not sure. I mean, I've... To, to be perfectly honest, why is Wesker skin banned? It's a character that, as far as I know, is owned by Capcom. I really have no idea. But that is what the rule is, and I remember us talking about it when the rule first came out, uh, when the CPT announced it. That was, you know, a month or two ago. But if you didn't pay super close attention to the rules, yeah, I could see you not realizing that. And what does Joe Monday always say? He says that people don't read the rules. And he's absolutely <laughs> right. No players will read the rules. They'll just show up and expect to play like they normally do. And I don't think that's that unreasonable. So, no, Ryan didn't know about it. 
Uh, that's a bummer. And yeah, it's not even a weird skin, right? If you're going to ban, like, Blanca, you know, giant wings costume or whatever. Right. Uh, okay, that makes sense to me, but... I mean, someone was saying, some people were saying that in V Skill 1, because you can't see his skin really, you can't tell if he's charged up with the armor or not. It's got, there's a yellow blinking indicator on the bottom <laughs> that says that you have V Skill going. Like right, I know, like, Honda literally doesn't have any indication outside yeah. of, like, very subtle smokes coming, smoke coming yeah. out of his hands that you can't see at all. Yeah, uh, no. I, I mean, maybe, maybe that is the reason, but it's it's pretty silly. If yeah. so, by the way, anyway, so shout outs, I'm, shout I'm starting to, to see that for Ryan. Shout outs to Iowa the boat for the subscription. Iowa the boat, one of the uh, main guys doing oh, a lot of please. stuff for the Teppan community. Shout outs to him as well, and does a lot of community stuff for that. Streams all the Teppan tournaments that I've been helping out a part of, and everything like that. So there you go. So I think this is a bummer. It was in the rules, and I remember us talking about it. So. It is on the players to investigate that stuff. And to Ryan's credit, his tweet about it wasn't, I can't believe this. This is so stupid. What a terrible decision. It was more like, well, you know, I didn't know about that. And that cost me a lot. And I will pay attention moving forward. Something like that, you know? <laughs> well, so, look, to Ryan. he's but, also part of a big esports organization, right? Uh, is it Red Bull yeah. that he's a part of? or? Uh, oh, he works for ESL. ESL, that's what it is. So you know what? He probably understands it as much as anybody else does. Yeah. So you know, and he's been around since the very beginning. Yeah, I think it's so cool that he's taking it seriously again, SF5 seriously. I think that's awesome. He's one of those players that, if he's taking a game seriously, he'll be among the best. Right. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, Ryan. Yeah. I mean, how can you not be salty? Of course, but like I said, I do think that his tweet was. Pretty pretty good under the circumstances. Well, I mean, I think uh, he means after Takamura won the whole thing, he was like, "Man, yeah, that's the guy I beat too." So I, I know, <laughs> but I mean, sure. look, nobody is going to, you know, Ryan Hart doesn't have anything to prove. Everyone knows he's clearly one of the greatest fighting game players of all time. You know, it, yep. it's it's one of those unfortunate situations because he is so more old school, people don't mention him as much. But, I mean, you know, for those of us who know, we know that mm -hmm. Ryan Hart has been one of the best players of any fighting game. I mean, he's a Tekken champion of EVO. He's also amazing at every single Capcom fighting game. He's beaten Daigo repeatedly yep. in tournaments and such. And, you know, this guy is ridiculous. This guy is ridiculous. Again, I'm not really clear on why the rules are the way they are, but they have been in there. So it's on the mm -hmm. players to know, ultimately. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the next thing. Let's talk about the Blink All-Star Challenge in the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. First of all, I just wanted to say shout-outs to the Dominican Republic, who are putting on a lot of good stuff, a lot of good content coming out of them, a lot of good tournaments that they have for players to play. Not just tournaments, mm -hmm. but exhibitions as well. Uh, they've been doing, on Thursday evenings, a stream where they invite players on to... You know, showcase their gameplay. They have first to tens. They have first threes and first fives, and they have folks on there who are just sort of uh, you know, commentating, but also talking about the scene. They invite people on to have interviews. Uh, you were in invited. Yes. I was invited as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really great. One of their questions to me was, "What do you think that we could be doing better?" That is to say, "What's the what could the Dominican scene be doing uh -huh. better?" in this time and I was like I think you guys are nailing it <laughs> you know, I think this is, Dude, that's funny. This that's is fantastic basically the same thing I said they're like what can we do to keep growing I was like just keep doing what you're doing 
keep doing yeah. what you're doing because uh you know i was there for uh fight fest uh in 2019 and again you know the the, the work that they were putting on the venue just the, everything they were doing was fantastic and they have so many strong players over there and you know i mean it's like yeah. what can you say to a country that you and i had talked about potentially being the third strongest country in street fighter 5 at one point in time and uh has right. a capcom cup champion right i mean like it's not like they need to put themselves on the map. <laughs> They're already there, so... They are indeed. The show is Aclarao and Quarantena, and it's on YouTube. You guys should mm -hmm. check it out. It's cool. Uh, let's talk about the results of this event. The Again, the Blink All-Star Challenge. So, Bandits Men RD won it. Here's the characters he played. Get ready for this. Okay. Sakura, Aaron, Birdie, E. Honda, Rainbow Mika, and Kami. Job to Menardi. <laughs> Second place was G O T D R Ray with Vega Ibuki and Ryu. He played Ryu a few times. Huh. Third was uh, Hermes Venatori with Cami. Crossover fourth, then Juan Fran and Cabo were fifth, and Hochi and Saint Fox were seventh. Although Hochi couldn't make it that final day, so uh... he just ended up in. So he got top eight, but then he had to DQ himself down to seventh place, basically. So. Okay. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that was cool. Fun to watch. Good job, everybody. Really good play. Mm-hmm. All right. Last tournament that I have to talk about actually happened today. Just a little bit ago. It, like, just finished, like, half an hour ago, actually. <laughs> so, this, <laughs> this was the, uh, the Panther, Prince Panther 10K drop. Talked about Prince Panther a couple times on this show. Oh, He's a guy right. in Saudi Arabia who has just decided to pump a lot of money into the scene. Motivations and origin of money are unclear to some degree, but what he said and and has largely made good on is just that he wants to give the scene more money and he likes to help out and he's you know here he is he's doing it. So this was a ten thousand dollar event that he invited thirty two players to. Okay. And it was a you know big list of many of the best players, most of them in North America, um, extremely strong players all over the place. It was really really fun to watch. So they streamed it uh, over the past couple of days, and then today was the end. Today was the finals. Do you know who won it? Would you guess who won it for uh, me? If it's an invitation and they brought all the best players, uh, Sonic Fox. No. Was he in it? Fox was invited. Oh, he was. Okay. Um, they were. Uh, Dragon? Negative. Uh, Dragon was invited. Co combat? <laughs> That's a big negative also. Combat. Okay. Who won? Who was won? Was invited. That Ninja Killer won. <laughs> Ninja Killer. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Ninja Killer is amazing. Uh, Ninja Killer smoked everybody. With who? Super, super good player. With Luke Kang. Okay, and okay. I think Johnny at the very end. Okay, but, okay. yeah, basically Luke. Uh, he's the best. I mean, he's he might actually be the best. So shout out to Ninja Killer, amazing. Second place was actually a Verk, and Verk is a player who's been on the come up big time in MK over the past uh, half year maybe, and he's doing it with Scorpion, which is a character that some people think is still one of the weaker ones in the game, and he blitzed everybody except for Ninja Killer. <laughs> like, other than Ninja Kelly, he basically toasted everybody that he played uh, against. 
so that was really cool to see. Third was Biohazard, which was great, and fourth was Honeybee. So the brothers got third and fourth. It's the best that they've done in a big event like this in, in quite a while. So shout outs to both of those fellas. Okay. And shout outs in addition to Bio for doing it in part with Bone Picker Baraka. Okay. Uh, no, Combat got seventh. The other ones that you mentioned, some, so let's talk about some of the other like notables maybe. Uh, or if you maybe don't super pay attention to the scene. Gur got ninth. Um, Sonic Fox got 17th place. Wow, what happened? 17th place. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Uh, I'm actually not sure. I did not watch the first day. Okay. So I could tell you that Fox lost to King Gambler, and then Fox lost to Koisi after that. Two good players for sure, but yeah, interesting. Dragon got twenty fifth. So. Wow. Although okay. no, maybe Dragon pulled out. Might have been the Dragon pulled out actually. Okay. Okay. Anyway, whatever. That's crazy. It's cool. Ten thousand dollars on the line for that, so that was a big event. Good job to the people who commentated. Uh, you got Destroyer Dream Eater, who's in this chat many times. Uh, that shoutouts to him for commentary, and also Mr. Aquaman. All right. Okay. I mean, those was... are the events that I had. There was also the the Connors War Clash that ran uh, this past weekend as well, um, which is just like a an event for a bunch of the. I, I guess they're doing it by regions, and they had a West Coast region with you know like um, uh, uh, I believe like Commander Jesse played in it. Uh, I, it's pretty widespread because uh, Sarah Blast played in there as well. Uh, a whole bunch of people played in it, but the grand champion of the tournament was none other than Sevele from Northern California with Lucia. Right. With Lucia. So uh, he took a tournament there, uh, and that I thought was super sick. And I watched a little of the archive just to see what he does with that character. And he plays her amazing, dude. It's, it's so inspiring. He is, if he is not holding forward or up forward, his hands will fall off. <laughs> That's my conclusion He does it extremely well, but if he's not jumping in or dashing in or holding forward or doing something that will get him in he will, his hands will fall off yeah <laughs> i'm convinced it's it's crazy i mean i've i've basically said you know with about lucia that if she's kind of like in the mid screen and she's trying to play standard neutral with you she's like b tier at best but if she gets you in the corner she becomes an s tier character like she's ridiculous when she gets you in the corner and you have to be super scared so, uh, yeah, shout-outs to Sevele. Uh, super inspiration every time for me to watch that. And it's funny because, you know, during the break, I haven't been playing Street Fighter V at all. After I got to Diamond, I think I played in the Shoryuken scrimmage, you know, against the Grand Champion uh, okay. right after that. And then for three weeks, I haven't run a Shoryuken scrimmage. I ran one just this past weekend. That's the first time I played Street Fighter V online, like, in three weeks. Like, I haven't touched the game in a long time, and, you know, it made me kind of miss it, and, and I kind of want to get back into it again, so, because I just haven't been playing a lot of fighting games, because I've just been kind of taking a break, but uh, I might have to try to get back into it and, and see how I do, so, see if I can... I should have mentioned this before. I wanted to address the issue of what seems like DDoSing tournaments, oh. because that happened in the Prince Panther 10k drop event. And it's happened to some Mortal Kombat stuff as well before this. So, 
boy, I think four or five times throughout the course of the top eight, there were disconnections between players and between the streamer and the players, whoever was in the lobby doing the actual streaming. Uh, those only came in match point situations. And what? most of them came when Verk was, was playing. So I don't know what the origin of this is, and I guess it could just be a very unlikely coincidence, but it's happened in the past as well. Um, and it's something that people have sort of known about MK as, as being an issue for some time. But it's just, it was a real bummer for the players and for the people watching and for the people running the event. At the beginning of the top eight of this uh, tournament today, it was Verk versus, uh, I think it was Neutral is Key. And they were in the last game. It was game five. It was like second to last round, maybe, or maybe it was even last round. And Verk had a life lead. And then they disconnected. So they were trying to figure out like what to do. So it wasn't even they just that when Verk was losing. You, you, even when he was about to win, it happened. Yeah. Oh, I don't think this was caused by Verk. That was my intention. Right, to right, right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Somebody screwing with him. And then they replayed it, and same situation. Verk's about to win, or maybe not about to win, but like he had a life lead, and again it disconnected. So what they did was they were just like, look, like we're not going to play this again. We're just going to give the game to Verk and thereby the match to Verk. And so, you know, I mean, I, I sympathize with them. If it's, a, if it's a single disconnect, then in my view, you, re, you replay it, right? That's the right, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. But if it happens multiple times and it seems targeted, then I think you just gotta, you have to move on, right? Uh, I th to me, that seemed like it was a, it was an acceptable call. It's a bummer either way, but I feel like that makes sense. I mean, Tacula in chat says even that uh, someone actually came on to the chat or something and showed that they had everybody's IP address or something. That's I've heard about that as well. Wild. Yep. Wow. I don't know how they procured that stuff, but yeah, no, that is definitely bad news. So that happened multiple times, and it happened at the tournament winning point. So Ninja Killa has a big life lead after smoking Verk for the first couple, two and a half games, basically. Um, and in that final round, had a life lead, disconnect again. And so they just gave Ninja Killa the win. I mean, he was up 3-0. They were just like, well, it's probably just going to end up like that anyway. I mean, it sucks. It's Dang. really disappointing for the players. Obviously, the players want to play it out the whole way. But at the same time, if you're Verk and like, you've already almost won twice in the match versus neutral is key, you don't want to have to continue to play. Right. It's just like, not a good answer, unfortunately. I mean, and and I, I think what they did in just giving the matches out is about as well as you could do. And honestly, it's just, it's such a, it's a, it's a... It's like a it's, a it's a kind of a dud way to end things, you know. What I mean, anticlimactic. It's super anticlimactic. So what? It's just like how can you tell that they're being DDoS? Is just like the, that guy's console just disconnects or something? And yeah, his console disconnects. Yeah. Uh, and then at one point the streamer got disconnected, and so there was still a match going on. I think this was when Slayer was playing a match, and Jesus. the two commentators were still in the. King of the Hill, they could still see what was going on, but right. you know, we we at home had no idea at that point. So it did happen several times, and that's really rare. I mean, I play in MK matches all the time, and I'm in King of the Hills all the time, and you know, it's not not never that a disconnect happens, but like really rarely. That sucks. <laughs> I mean, I know, like 
during even during the the scrimmage that I did this past weekend, one of the players said that they just started getting um, like invite notices on their on their uh, console like constantly out of nowhere. So I wonder if there's just people going around seeing the username of people and just being jerks or something. I don't know. That definitely happens. Yeah, I mean, I watch MK streams, just folks streaming, and, I mean, top players. They get harassed constantly. They're constantly harassed by people yeah. sending them messages, 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 messages on PS4, constantly. Now, does this happen and... more on MK than any other game? Because, like, I watch top players stream Street Fighter V, and I don't see that, you know? I, I'm i not sure, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's weird. But it definitely sucks. Ugh. Definitely sucks. Okay, so it is kind of a recent thing, huh? Oh, so you guys have seen it on Street Fighter V streams as well, or... You've uh... seen it as well? Okay. Okay. So... What people are talking about is how to address this, and it seems like I've heard a couple different solutions. One is, kind of sucks, every top player and streamer has to have a VPN. Maybe. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Maybe you just spoof your IP address and nobody knows what it is anymore. I guess. You, you could also have tournaments on tape delay. Right. Right, uh... so that nobody knows who's won or not. That's, it's hard to do that because... Players will slip up. You know, the play mm. a player will win a tournament and will be like, "Thanks for watching on Twitter. Thanks for watching, everybody. I, it was super fun. GGs to everybody." And like, the results not due out for another hour. Right. I don't know that there's a great solution, but yeah, it sucks. I mean, how easy? It, I mean, is there a way to to set it up so that? you know, you never show their username or that's probably not even going to happen anyway because they, if they stream on their own, you have it anyway. You can probably find it in those archives and such. So yeah. there's really no way to, to hide that unless people create accounts specifically for playing in tournaments and have their names be hidden or something. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. it's, so, it's so crazy because this is like new online you know these are things that we didn't have to worry about before until we started running online tournaments you know and how much you want to bet a lot of those other esports you know well one of one they're always usually on their own private land anyway so nobody can get in there for their tournaments but if they do online tournaments i'm sure they have like some sort of crazy uh because they're used to playing online and and such they probably have a lot of uh, ways to prevent stuff that like that from happening and fighting games we don't have that yet so <laughs> yeah i'm not sure uh yeah all right well there you go just wanted to bring that up okay that's all i got for tournament results and the like you want to take a break right now yeah let's take a break so uh okay when we come back we're gonna talk about five five matchup yep so don't go anywhere guys stay tuned for some more tuesday show be right back And yes, we know the microphone is still on, and we're here, and we're going to chill with some Undernight and chill. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, Erkic Man. Don't you worry. By the way, I just got this text. <clears throat> I will read it for you. Hey, dinner is ready whenever you want it. I put it on a plate for you so you can just grab and go. It's on the counter. I'm out of here. I just ate lunch, so... <laughs> oh, man. 
I'll probably have to grab myself a snack before I, you know, go to sleep at like 6 a.m. or some or something or other. Man. Hope you guys are having a good time. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are wearing your masks out there. See news reports saying that if we all just actually obey mask rules, we might actually be able to get out of this pandemic in like, you know, six weeks or three months. So in other words, like I said, it's never gonna happen. Uh, DDoS is uh, denial of service attacks. Uh, basically, what you do is if you can figure out a person's IP address, what you do is you just start sending them as much network junk as possible and uh, to overrun their network, just basically to uh, uh, eat up their bandwidth and so it's very easy to write bots and stuff just to constantly send more stuff and so it's just a uh, the first D is for distribute distributes denial of service attacks distributed denial of service attacks and that's it right there yeah showbiz I'll have to try to get back into playing like I said I, I just like I said after I got to diamond I was like oh so much work and then I took a break and then everything happened and I just was like I don't feel like playing fighting games I don't play like feeling playing video games all I've been streaming is my bloodstained ritual of the night plays just because I just want to play something relaxing and 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 just kind of chill I have been streaming some Teppin uh, recently uh, that's the closest thing to playing anything competitive on stream that I've done recently but uh, I, I, I missed Street Fighter and playing in the sure you can scrimmage I was like I dropped all my combos I forgot all my setups and all that stuff and I was like alright you know what I kinda missed this I need to get back into it so <laughs> not relaxing with Teppin ranked as I got Definitely not relaxing. Yesterday was stressful. Oh my god. Yesterday was a pain, man. I just kept running into all these terrible situations. I lost the match because of lag. I dropped the unit to block an attack right at the last second so that they couldn't do anything to it. And I dropped the unit and the game was like, you don't feel like dropping the unit right now. You feel like dropping it after the guy hits you. And I was like, ah, So I was like, yeah, Teppin lag, dude. Ugh. But again, you know, just still grinding on that Teppin. I'm in the top thousand again. I got into top 500, but then I dropped down mm -hmm. to top thousand. I dropped all the way down to like 1700 or something, but now back into the top thousand again. So, ugh. game is game is stressful, dude. All right, good to come back. Yep, you ready? I am ready. All right. So we're going to be talking about um, event schlubs first, right? <laughs> uh, the the topic is... <laughs> that was you. That was your title. Anyway, we'll be back soon. Event schlubs is trash was my title. Not just event right. schlubs. It was event schlubs with, was, is trash was my Dang. topic. So. Dang. Okay. All right. Zoinks. You ready? Yeah. Alright everybody, welcome back to the Tuesday show. We are going to be moving on to our five, five topics. 
to uh, discuss some other stuff that's going on in the fighting game community. Although I do want to take the opportunity, High Fight's been mentioning this. He is doing uh, testing footsies with rollback netcode. He's testing it with rollback netcode, and uh, he's he's uh, it's on I think Steam beta right now, and uh, we do have some codes for that at some point that I guess we'll try to give out or something, and then we can all try to test it. Can test well, I was going to talk there. about that during game news, but that's right. Oh, sorry about that. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways, 5-5 five, five uh, matchups. All right, so let's get to 5-5 five, five matchups. Let's get to this next topic up here right in the middle of the upward region. Correct, correct. Yes. We do have viewer questions today, but we're going to start out with one that we have brought up ourselves, sort of at least. Look, y'all know Logan Sama. He has been blowing up this group called Event Hubs on Twitter, <laughs> and he's been doing it m most immediately, I would say, because what Event Hubs tends to cover is maybe more points of controversy than some news. So there has definitely been a lot of weekly stuff going on, right? It was something we talked about in the last segment, last couple of segments. There's been a lot of weekly results, right? Online stuff happening all the time. And there have been some bigger things, too, in uh, the FGC that have not really been covered on Event Hubs. And I think that's particularly the case for regions outside of North America, right? including Europe, where Logan's based. So it seemed to me like he just kind of got fed up with that. And on Twitter, uh, he was talking about how well, how it bugs him, and how he w thinks that people should stop supporting them for that. Yeah, his tweet here is, Event Hubs still won't post stream archives and results from well-respected community events around the world in a time when community events really need support, but they will throw up tier lists immediately. Why? Weeklies just don't bring the traffic. Event Hubs is a shithole, is what he says. So. Dang. Yeah. Have that on the Pretty screen. harsh language. Right there. Yeah, I mean, it's God. I mean, who would do, say stuff like that, like calling them event schlubs or anything like that? Like, I can't imagine who would be doing that, so. Well, okay. What I'll say at the beginning here is that some of the news stories that I get from here are things that I get from event hubs putting it all together, right? right. So I check them. I check toptier.gg. I check Reddit. I check my own Twitter feed to see like what I've retweeted or talked about in the past week. Like there's different things that I check to get the little like list of news items. I do I do check event hubs to see if I've missed anything. So it, it's for me it's it hasn't been it's not useless for mm. news, right? Um, there's there's stuff that I do get from there. So that's why I wanted to put that up here. At the beginning, yeah. and then and then also, you know, uh, my I always have to preface any kind of discussion about event hubs with the fact that uh, I I don't hide it, I don't talk about it extremely publicly, but uh, I do not like event hubs. I've never liked them. I've been uh, kind of uh, fighting them since their inception, <laughs> and so my discussions about them are going to be very tainted because uh they've done a lot of things and uh that i do not approve of in the past and 
I do not like a lot of what they stand for and what they do. So, like I said, <laughs> a lot of harsh language uh, about that is, um, is, is catered from that. Let's just put it that way. So... Uh, so again, my responses will be very colored, uh, about them, but, uh, yeah, they're pretty much garbage. I mean, they've, they've, they've basically, they're, they're used by necessity because nothing else exists right now. But the, 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 the hardest things is that you know at the same time you want to be mad at them but at the same time you have to understand that sites have to get clicks that's the only way they can survive i mean one of the things that i still remember during the early days of the srk versus eh rivalry was that everybody was mad that srk had all these ads and they're like let's all run to event hubs instead and i was like you know what it's going to happen to them. Like, what are you going to do about it? And then eventually event hubs just started going the ad crazy route. That's something I've never criticized them for because I know it's a necessity. They're new sites that have a ton of traffic yep. that cost a lot of money. And uh, there is, they're not selling anything. <laughs> they don't make any money. <laughs> so, uh, you know, a lot of the times, you know, trying to, get people to put better articles up is uh, is a tough thing to do because as much as people say they want to see it, people don't click on it. And that's the hardest thing about it. And I know why, like, why I support something like TopTier.gg. They're trying very hard to go against that grain and uh, yeah. trying to put articles up regardless of whether or not it gets clicks. And uh, the thing is, like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I call it the, the, the uh, Soderbergh, the Steven Soderbergh situation, right? He's a filmmaker who makes a lot of very artistic movies that no one goes and sees. He also directs the, the reboot of Ocean's Eleven, 12, 13, etc., etc. And me and my brother used to always joke that he would put out all these artistic movies that no one sees. And he's like, I need budget. And so he would put out a new Ocean's movie. <laughs> Making mm -hmm. all this money so that he can start making all of his stuff. And that's what you kind of hope from something like Event Hubs, right? That, you know, they'll put out these clickbait articles so that it can support stuff. I mean, I know uh, Amanda Stevens has mentioned that they've never posted anything about transitional combat on that right. side. Like, they've just not even touched it. And, you know, that's very frustrating, right? I mean, it's such an important event. It was an awesome thing. They raised a ton of money. Great cause. And they never... Uh, said anything about it and so you know you're hoping that the tier listy kind of things help make it so that you can put out the, the the other bits of information as well but i don't think they have an interest in that i, I really just don't think they have an interest in that at all yeah i take the point that articles about tournament results don't really get clicks you know that's not something that by itself is going to be supporting a website. But I do think that that could and should be a significant part of what they do. So it costs very little to put up a set of results. What you do is you look up the tournament on SmashGG or Challenge and you just write it down. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not... It doesn't need to be something that's difficult. I would like to see more 
tournament analysis than that, but, you know, that's not something to expect. It just would be nice. But at a minimum, to have, like, the list of names and, like, hey, this is a stream that's happening. Like, that would be cool. I think that would be really nice. And I don't imagine that that would cut into their margin at all, right? That would be surprising. I, you know, not sure. I'm not involved with them, but it would be a surprise. So I would definitely like to see more. I and and even beyond that, you know, we don't have a great resource for for that. Top tier GG is something that I definitely support. I've written for them in the past. I've tweeted them out a lot. I've, I'm really hoping that they do well. Choice Os, who helps run it, is uh, is in here. He's one of the guys who who's putting it on. Um, I really hope that that is something that works out because it has the ability to really focus on tournaments. So a big reason that it exists is that it helps you find locals. You go there, you can see which locals are in your area. That's not something that's super relevant right now, but it was until three or four months ago. I like that idea a lot, and it seems very natural to me that that same site would have also what the results are. So I think that would be great. I get it, though. I mean, there's not a lot of money in, this, in these sort of things. So I'd like mm -hmm. to see more of it. I get why there's not a lot of it. And it doesn't seem to me that the sort of online ecosystem that we have lends itself terribly well to things that are informational mm -hmm. rather than controversial. Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't think that's just an FGC problem. That seems like something that's a big problem overall. So I'd like to see them do more. That's for sure. I think they are giving up potential traffic. I think they should do more for the community. And they're not. So so that is definitely a bummer. Well, here's the thing, right? I mean, with, you know, uh, TopTier.GG really kind of trying to fill in the more, you know, meaningful kind of information and the more community-driven stuff, less sensationalism and stuff... You know, and then, you know, I, I know, like, I, I, I've heard SRKs trying to do some stuff again and seeing if they can try to rebuild their site and everything like that. But, um, you know, in the... Event hubs could still kind of serve its purpose as, you know, attracting all the all the garbage to one side and leave everybody else alone, you know, so that they can actually have meaningful discussions <laughs> about fighting games and stuff like that. So, you know, okay. um, could, maybe it could still serve a purpose, you know, uh, in, in a way. So, <clears throat> <laughs> like I said, okay. a little bit colored, a little bit colored. Uh... A lot of people have asked me what my problem is with with the site. Uh, it's kind of unfair to talk about it with them ha without having them be able to have a chance to, to I guess debate about it or whatever like that. Even though there is no debate that they stole content from a bunch of people a long time ago, literally removing the credits and slapping their name on it and pretending they created it in order to build up their site. But, you know, like, uh, it sucks that they don't really have a chance to really say anything about that, you know, and, and try to fight against that. So, you know, uh, I won't say any more about event schlubs. I mean, event hubs at this point in time. So, okay. You got it. You've done a great job at the subtlety. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I have to restrain myself sometimes. You're restrained. I consider you restrained right now. I have to restrain myself sometimes. So. All right. Well, let's move on then to the next part of this 5-5 matchup segment. This is going to be the viewer questions part. 
course, each week we ask people to submit a list of questions that they'd like to see us talk about. Then we let our subscribers on Patreon and Twitch vote on which things we're going to discuss. So, mm -hmm. let's talk about this. Sure. What were questions? The... Yes. One, what are your thoughts on Fantasy Strike going free to play? We're going to talk about that on the game news section, yeah, so yeah. just so you know. Two, with the release of Fightcade 2, are there any classic fighting games on the platform that you'd like to see have a resurgence in popularity? Hmm. Three, what are your thoughts on the SF5 design costume contest? Is it good for the scene, or should we discourage this kind of spec work? Which fighting game scene do you think has been handling the COVID crisis the best, thriving the most? And do you think it's possible for delay-based games to thrive? No. Five, how <laughs> much would you pay for a rollback netcode DLC update for a game you love? Is it any less scummy if it's years after initial release? Or the update's development is supported by a crowdfund? All right, five questions today. Here's the winner. Number two, with the release of Fightcade 2, are there any classic fighting games on the platform that you'd like to see have a resurgence in popularity? Well, hmm. we haven't gotten to the game news section yet, but I was going to talk about Fightcade 2, which is out and has been out for a little while. Just haven't talked about it on this show yet. So I'll do that now. Um, it has better networking, better frame rate, and stuff like that. It supports more emulators, including um, Final Burn Neo, as well as uh, oh, SNES okay. 9X, Null DC, meaning that there's more games available for it. Uh, they apparently like rewrote the back end for better scalability which are words, huh. and, you know, so, yeah, in, in conclusion, they've, they've stepped it up. So with that in mind, are there any games that you want to see have a resurgence that may be on Fight K2? I mean, that's a tough one because, I mean, obviously there's a lot of really good old games out there and a lot of people want to see these old games uh, kind of come back in, like trying to pick one. I mean, the thing about it is, like, you know, again, as being as a person who lived through that period of fighting games, and yes, I have nostalgia for a lot of these fighting games. You know, mm -hmm. I love a lot of the old school fighting games. Most of those fighting games are kind of busted, right? I mean, like, you know, like you play them and you're either going to have to deal with crouch canceling infinites or roll canceling or whatever, you know, kind of thing. And so, you know, I like the current crop of fighting games that we have now. Um, so having said that, like, I would like to see all sorts of resurgences. Like, I, I, I don't know if I have any sort of preference or bias towards anything. Like, if I could think of an old game in particular that I enjoyed playing, uh, I mean, can you really say, like, Vampire Savior needs a resurgence? Or is Vampire Savior already pretty doing pretty well with the community that they have? You know, because they're doing a lot of good stuff out there already anyhow. So I'm I'm not really sure. I don't I don't really know if I have a real answer to this. So uh, I don't know. Like like what would you say? What would you say? No, I I agree with you. I think I was, would say the same. I think that in general, people are still playing the games that are worth playing from the arcade era. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, we're we're there's not a big list, but there are a good I don't know half a dozen to ten games maybe from that era that are still getting play, and. Look, they're not huge scenes, and they're never going to be huge scenes. It's definitely more niche, but if you go on there, people are playing, you know, all the old Capcom games and SNK games. I mean, that you know, you can find people doing all that stuff. And when you go to majors, there are always tournaments for these games. 
again, that'll be a while until we go back to that. But whenever we go to a big tournament, there's always like a little side arcade, or in some cases, a pretty big side arcade. There's always tournaments for that stuff, or even if not arcade, right. people will bring, you know, old consoles, or they'll they'll bring their Dreamcasts, they'll bring, um, you know, their own arcade boards, or, or whatever. And so there still are scenes for them, and I'm not sure that there needs to be scenes for anything else because I think people are basically playing the games that are worth playing from that era. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's just the thing. Is I, I, the game? I mean, heck, even Sailor Moon got kind of a re resurgence, right? And right, you know, in a, in a, in a weird way, Sailor Moon is hype and as broken as it is, it's kind of fun right. for a lot of the people that play it as well. Uh, so a lot of the games that are worthy of continued play, I feel like have been maintaining that pretty decently. Uh, I feel like, weirdly enough, one of the only games that I feel like, you know, is worthy of continued play and just, even though it still has events, it just doesn't get played a lot is Ultra Street Fighter (laughs) 4. Like, weirdly enough, that game, like... You don't see a lot of it because Capcom like really felt like they tried to kill it at the end. Thank you for your seven years of great play, wonderful times. All right, let's move on now. You know they basically had yeah, that. Yeah, they R. could have done that better. Yeah, they basically had that R.I.P. video. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But uh, uh yeah. When I when I go online and play old games, which I honestly haven't done in a while at this point, I played Super Turbo and Third Strike. So, I don't know. I guess I would play CVS 2 as well. Those are probably yeah. the games that I'd be interested in. Yeah. That's about it, though, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, do you really want to go back and play Alpha 1? Alpha 2 could benefit from this because, obviously... But but that's the thing is Alpha 2 already has a scene on Fight K to 1. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, they are, again, they're already playing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know if that would count. Like, if this, if this question is asking, like, for, like, real legit resurgence, like, let's get back into most tournaments nothing's gonna come of that if there's one that i'd want to see that happen to i don't know i don't know because i mean again you know for me alpha alpha one is not a very competitive game alpha two i i hate the custom combos and alpha three while i like has the crouch cancel infinites i mean vsav would probably be one of the main ones but like i said vsav is doing really well and that game's busted as it is you know but I'll tell you one thing for sure, though. I mean, it'd be nice to have a, a top eight that can run in half an hour, you know, every once in a while. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Super Mecha Kupo yes, asks, yes. who I played in CVS 2. Well, come on. I played Dalsam Zangief, obviously. <laughs> Dalsam Zangief Sagat. Because, yeah. you know, that's CVS 2. And I, and I will say... And I will say that, uh, yes, I mean that VSAV is busted in the best possible way. It's that kind of game that is like, it's busted, but then you have guys like Mighty Mar doing well with an Anacharis who's really low tier. When Flo played a lot, he would do really well with Victor who was low tier, you know. It's just, the game was busted in a way that it was that weird, enjoyable, like you just, everyone wants to see, you know, you people beat Cable. You know, so like everyone wants to see Sasquatch lose, and that drive to learn to kill <laughs> to, to kill Sasquatch or kill Claw and Super Turbo, you know, kind of fuels a lot of the hype in those games. So, yeah, I didn't take it as a bad thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a game where there's many options and they're pretty zany. It's really fun. Yeah. All right, 
let's talk about uh, other stuff. Do you have a request for what else to discuss here? Uh, from the other stuff, let's see. Uh, what are your thoughts on Street Fighter V design contest? Yeah, that one's a little bit rough. I mean, I guess we can talk about this a little bit. I'm not exactly. Well, I, I was. I was planning. Well, we can talk about it now, but. Uh, I was planning to talk about that because today is the last day for submitting for it. So oh, okay, okay. So we get to the new. Do it now. Okay, no, no, we'll hold on. It. We'll hold on. Let's see. If I can see, do you think it's best to handle it? Pay for rollback netcode DLC for a game you love? I would actually pay quite a bit <laughs> for rollback netcode DLC for to a game I love. If Soul Calibur 6 said, hey, look at this rollback netcode that you can buy. If, uh... Guilty Gear Exert Rev 2 or Undernight in Birth? Oh my god. If uh, if CLR was like, hey, look, we have this rollback netcode. It'll cost you $5 or $10 for rollback netcode. I would just be like, take my money. Take my money. Because <laughs> god, I would love to play those games with rollback netcode. Obviously, it'd be nice if they gave it away for free. But I know it costs money to do that. And it's not easy. So, is it any less scummy if it's years after initial release? No, I don't think so, because no. it's no. you're improving your product. You've taken the time to pay a bunch of people to improve the product. And so, if there's yeah. people... Like, if it's worth my money, I'll pay for it. Like I said, I'm not going to say everybody else should buy it to support it or whatever. Just for me, if I could get rollback in Exerd, Undernight, and, like, Soul Calibur Six, like, I would... Like, here's my money. Like... For sure. Anytime. For sure. I, I absolutely agree with you, dude. I, yeah. Of course, of course, I'd pay for that. What, what I, I would have obviously rather not have to play for it extra. But if it's a game that has already come out that I've been playing and that I enjoy and I really like, yeah, of course, I'd pay to be able to play it against other humans. Yeah. I would have paid for an Altamore patch. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Well, we'll talk about that as well in a little bit. <laughs> All right. Anything else to address here? Do you want to talk about any of the other ones? No, I'm good. I'm good. All righty. Well, thanks for the questions, everybody. You can submit your own under the YouTube video if you're watching on YouTube, or tweet at us at Ultra Chen TV. And maybe yours will get answered by James Chen. <laughs> want to move on to game news? Yep. Let's do that. Alright, cool. Well, the biggest thing is in Fantasy Strike. Fantasy Strike put up a trailer earlier today. They had a tweet out, YouTube video out. And in that trailer, it says that they are going free-to-play. They mm -hmm. have two new characters, Onimaru and Quince. They have new practice and replay modes. They have extra cosmetics, special KO animations, all sorts of stuff. And... Like I said, free-to-play. So free-to-play is for online ranked and casual modes. It's for practice mode, and it's to play against the AI. Then there's a core pack, which is 1999 USD. That unlocks online friend matches, and it unlocks local versus mode. So if you like to play locally offline, you'd have to pay for that. And then there's a collector's pack, which is 99.99, which... Whoa gives you that but also extra cosmetics special ko animations uh, other stuff as well so okay. they have these like three tiers now if you just like to play the game and learn the game you can do so for entirely for free and the online play is pretty good i remember i've, I've tried that out right um 
But if you'd like to play offline, that's 20 bucks. And if you'd like all the extra bells and whistles, or maybe you just want to support them, that's going to be 100 Wow, okay, okay. I mean, that's a that's a pretty steep collector's... Uh, Look, I'm not, but... I'm not opposed to that. It's, it's, a, it's an amount that is not something that you need to pay, right? Right. So if you'd like to get all the extra little bells and whistles... You know, you're probably not somebody who just cares about the cosmetics. Maybe you really like the game and you just want to support the people creating right. it. Right. I think that's it's the Kickstarter. Fine. It's the Kickstarter yeah. philosophy, and you know, I like the Kickstarter philosophy. I like having products that are, hey, you can pay this much for the product. You could pay more if you just feel like it. <laughs> like, I actually think that's right. a that's a proper way to to do things because things are digital now and distributed online and you have the UI ability to do that before it was impossible like you can't just put like an item in a store and be like pay this or more you know like it just it doesn't make any sense but since the people who are creating it are literally putting it out there for sale themselves and we've already seen through the use of Kickstarter that people are willing to do this I've, I've talked about this a lot that the economic model of supply and demand and finding that point in the middle you know, to have the perfect price point to maximize your profits in terms of supply and demand it just isn't a real thing anymore. You know, it's it's not how our economy works anymore. Is that Chinese food? Is that beef and broccoli? Yeah. God damn. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's it's not a real thing anymore. Supply and demand isn't necessarily what we need. And, you know... Uh, musicians, this is how they make a lot of their money these days. You know, they just yeah. sell things and you buy extra stuff. And if you really like a band, you spend extra money for them. You know, and that's just how it is. And I, and I think that's that's the way I think it should work. The whale model, essentially, I think is the kind of the right way to go in a lot of ways. And uh, In some ways, I'm not happy about the whale model because I feel it's a little predatory on some people who are susceptible to it. But that is the model for sure. Yeah. What what I like is is not there are there are multiple ways to do this kind of free to play situ, uh, situation, or not just free to play, but pay what you like. Where, you know, you could be more predatory about it, like some gotcha games are. I don't want that. But I do think that this kind of thing, where it's a hundred bucks to get everything, it's a one time thing, right? You're not gonna have to spend hundreds right. of dollars yeah, over uh, whatever kind of time like you do for some gotcha stuff. I think that's okay. I'm fine with that. Support the people who you think are making good stuff. I do the same thing. You know, I subscribe to Patreons. I, I have subscribed to Twitch channels for people who I think do good stuff because it matters to me that people are making things that I like. So I think that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. The um, the two new characters, I will say, Onimaru and Quince. Onimaru is definitely the Haomaru. Yeah, okay. He's got the big, like, step into it, okay, okay. stand seat or whatever. But other than that, he actually looks a little distinct, which is cool. And I couldn't immediately tell what Quince is supposed to be influenced by. And <laughs> that actually is great. I'm really happy about that. <laughs> that I could I wasn't like, oh, I see one move, which this is a true story. I saw one move for whatever character is the Guile, and I was like, that's the Guile. Right. And then it turns out that he's the Guile. Right. Uh, no, th- this character looked a little bit more unique, and I think that's super cool. I'd love to see more of that. Cool, cool. Okay. okay. So give it a go. It's free to play, right? Try it out. See if you like it. Yeah. If you do, 20 bucks to play it offline, you really you like know, 100 bucks. I think that's totally cool. There's a description. I mean, like, one of the things about that game that's interesting is that there's no left and right mix-ups. I mean, sorry, the game is all left and right mix-ups. There's no high-low yeah, no 
high-low mix-ups. There's no high-low mix-ups yeah. in the game. And, you know, one of the yeah. weird things about that is a lot of people said as a beginning fighting game, that's kind of odd because since they all have high-low mix-ups, like, does this really help you kind of get it? Well, it actually turns out that one other game, uh, Metal Revolution, that uh, is in beta right now that a lot of people have been playing and kind of showing off a little bit. Similar kind of situation. No highs and lows, just left and right mix-ups. So... Uh, it seems to be coming more of a common trend in some of uh, the, the more casual, friendly fighting games or something. And even still, Metal Revolution doesn't even feel that super casual friendly. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it works. be interesting to see, you know, uh, I, before I was like, you know, I don't think it'll help you train you as well because it doesn't have the high-low. But, you know, if this becomes a trend, then maybe it will be fine. So, Well, I just think that it's not the best marketing they could just it doesn't need to be something that trains you for other games right it could just be its own unique thing right. that has its own rules and the way that you tech throws and stuff is just unique uh, that's fine I, I i'm not sure there's any need to say that this is how this will train you for other games now that's not you saying that right like that's sort of what right, the, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. what their press releases have been what their public their pr is but i don't think that's necessary i think you can just view it as a game that is on its own unique you know right. totally fine of course Okay. All right, all right. Well, shout outs to that. Give them a look if you're interested. Mm-hmm. In Street Fighter V, there is new CPT DLC, including new stage and Idom's champion outfit. The character that he got to make an outfit for, I guess he chose Laura. Shocked. Makes sense, of course. Yeah, it makes sense. It's the character he's best known with. And you can see it. I mean, you know, it's, I put the trailer up here if you want to care my, about putting it on stream. I mean, the costume is the, literally the photo that I have on the title screen over here. So there you oh, go. Oh, yeah, put that up. Put that up. Yeah, I just put it up right now. So there you go. There it is. Well, what do you think? I mean, uh, surprisingly, yeah, I agree. surprisingly I agree. modest. <laughs> oh, dude. For sure. There is the secret code, and for sure, she's going to take off 80% of those clothes. Yeah, I mean, that's probably what I'm guessing, except for the socks. You know, the socks are staying no matter what. I mean, they did give her the, the thigh highs, you know, and I'm sure that, you know, Idom and his love of socks, it just kind of makes sense. But, uh, I mean, for the most part, I mean, it just doesn't, I guess, like... I don't know. I just never pictured Laura as like wearing schoolgirl outfit. You know what I mean? Like, I just think it's uninteresting. That's my feeling. It's, mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I just look at it. And I'm like, it's. I, I forget about it instantly. You just put it on screen, and in my mind, the description of it is schoolgirl. But I don't remember anything specific about it. It's just it, to me. It's just not memorable. So, yeah. I don't know, whatever. I mean, I, I hope that he likes it. I hope it turned out how he wanted it to turn out. I don't really care. Maybe we'll see if the code is interesting. So far, I feel there's only one champion outfit that's actually been interesting, which is Mena RDs. The other ones, you know, <laughs> nobody even remembers that there's one for Nikali. Do you know that Nikali has one? Yeah, I, I, I remember he has one, but... Dude, it's, did you... It's just, who cares about that one at all? And then Mena's is great because it's Mena, of course, which is hilarious. I don't know that I would use that if I were a birdie player, but I think it's very interesting that Mena put himself in the game. That is good. Did you see that? And then the baseball one is cool, right? The Gachikun one is all right. That one's fine. But... 
Did you see the conversation that Gachakun has with like Tokido and everybody? <laughs> he was oh. like, "My costume's cool. Everybody uses that." And the other guys are like, "Nobody plays that costume." <laughs> the only person I've seen play that costume is JB. JB plays that costume. Oh yeah. Okay. And, okay. <laughs> yeah. The only reason I know that is that JB and I have run online or run into each other online a bunch lately. Mm. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, I, I'm trying to think. That, like, I would have liked... I don't even know if she has... Does she even have one of these things? But, like, one of her uh, concept arts had her in her actual just Brazilian jiu-jitsu karate gi. Like, I think that would actually be sick. I, I, I don't think she has that because that's far too clothed for her to actually have. Um, but... I don't know. Yeah, Pretty cloth. I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brazilian <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu karate. Whatever it is. Well, no, I didn't call it. The, it was the karate gi. It was that was the thing. The, the karate gi, but it's not. Anyways, forget it. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. Well, I don't really care about the outfit, but there it is. What do you think about the stage? You let you get that, and you like to get the stage. It's nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, what? there's a stage. I don't know. It's got Gil sitting in it. It's built on the same like circle stage that there's at least three of now. Right. Uh, you know, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's. <laughs> I like that he's big chilling in the back. I think that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, that is cool. And they did put the little. I mean. Uh, you know, I've never played arcade mode, so I've never actually fought him, so I don't know what the, his background looks like, but, I mean, does he have the, the, the little Illuminati dude standing in the back, you know, from Third Strike? Are you asking me about how the story goes? Is that what your okay, question was to me the, just right now was? To, to the chat, to the chat. Oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. Okay. Because those are the same costumed green dudes that were in Third Strike, you know, with that intro where Colleen walks up to him and you see it scroll past, you see all the dudes standing in the back and everything like that, so, you know. The mark of my dignity shall scar thy DNA. Hey, see, there you go. You know someone. I played a lot of arcade mode. I played arcade mode in the arcade when there was nobody there, so I beat the game who knows how many hundreds of times. <laughs> Which is why you, you wanted know. to speedrun that game, right? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I looked into that. Oh, man. I got close. All right, well, that's it for the DLC stuff. However, there's more SF5 news. So there was a patch. Did you hear about this? There was a yes, patch I for did. the PC version of Street Fighter V that added third-party DRM called Crackproof. This DRM has killed the frame-trapped software. Frame-trapped that... Tom, yeah. Yep, that Tom made, that uh, had a hitbox viewer, had accessibility features. It was really useful. I used it on PC, and it killed it. So I think that sucks. I'm really disappointed about that. It's just a really... DLC is such a bummer. It doesn't affect anybody who is trying to pirate a game, right? I mean, people will figure out ways around this. It's just a matter of time. There's nothing that's foolproof. It's just a sort of potential... It's a temporary stopgap on piracy. But what it really does is it pisses off everybody else mm. because it makes it so that people who are just legitimate users have a worse experience, uh, whether that is in... Some DRM does, you know, restricts how where you can use it. Maybe it requires online-only play. 
maybe it means that you can't have mods anymore that would just be used for this for like frame trap software uh for Altimore software patch type stuff it just makes the experience worse for people who are trying to use it legitimately and only temporarily forestalls piracy so right. i kind of i hope that there will be a point in time in which companies realize that this is what drm does but it hasn't come yet and it's been 25 years that we as you know online gaming users not just gaming but media in general have been facing drm 25 years and still companies are doing it so i'm actually you know maybe this is going to be a fight we, that we fight forever but regardless it's a bummer and i really think that this is a bad idea yeah it sucks because i use i use frame trap tom's frame box because you could also slow the speed yeah. down and do things basically almost frame by frame. And, it's great. It was great software. And uh, I use that for a teaching tool. You know, by being able to show the hitboxes and everything, I was able to teach everybody exactly how that all worked and everything and showed the hitboxes and hurtboxes and why things hit and stuff. And it was a great teaching tool, too. You get to use that and learn a lot. But And now that that's not going to work anymore, I feel like I'm out a really significant teaching tool here, and, and, that, yeah. and that sucks a lot. Um I don't think any of that stuff ruined anybody's online experiences. Someone did mention that there was the giant Zangiefs uh, before, and yeah. I don't remember, like, has that, was that quelled? Because obviously you don't see that. I haven't heard anybody talking about giant Zangiefs plaguing the online scene. Um, no, no, I only ever even heard of one. Right. I heard of that, and I heard of Tiny Birdie, <laughs> which is <laughs> hilarious, actually. If I was just in, like, a ranked or a casual match online, and I got matched up with Tiny Birdie, that would be great. I would love it. It'd be so fun. I would lose, of course. I mean, it was very broken, but it was hilarious also. <laughs> it was hilarious. Tiny Birdie. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I never ran into Tiny Birdie, unfortunately. I can just Nor imagine Rick Moranis running around. Honey, honey, I shrunk the birdie. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I think that's so funny. But no, I don't think that was ever a plague. So there's new DRM. That sucks. Yeah. I, I, and it's you know, a story throughout SF5's entire length of life, dude. Where, in, in my view, the gameplay itself has been good the whole time. It was like pretty good at the start. Now I think it's excellent. I love it. But throughout the entirety of the game's life, like, everything else has not been good. It's just been <laughs> error, unforced error, after mm. unforced error, from launch all the way to now. It's just, they got to, I don't know what to say. I mean, they have to get it together. They're not going to get it together, I guess. I mean, I can, I I can tell you that here's my history with using the PlayStation Portable, the original PSP. Hackable, I played it a bunch. New patch that killed the hack, I stopped touching the device. They beat that hack. I came back to touching the device, and then they beat right. that hack, and then I stopped touching it. And then they beat that hack, right. and I did, like I literally didn't use the PSP except for the when I could like put NES emulators and stuff onto it, and uh, that actually made me remember the console existed. I actually bought games for the PSP because I could travel with it to play the NES emulator, and then I was like, why not get this game while I can, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But every time they kept killing the hacks, I would put it away and I'd forget it existed. <laughs> so, you know, weirdly enough, they, they kind of have to realize that in a way it does, it might help them, 
like, did I pirate a couple of games on the PSP? Sure. You know, it happens. But the thing is, a lot of times yeah. in those situations, I would be like, this game is really cool. And then I went out and bought it. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to support it, just like we were saying, right? You know, it's it's that kind of situation. Uh, there was another game, I think it was on one of the DSs that was hackable before, that uh, I played one game, uh, Picross, and I learned that I just absolutely loved Picross. And I went out and bought a copy of it almost immediately afterwards, you know, because it was just so much fun, and I enjoyed it, and I wanted to support them. So, you Makes know. sense to me. Hi. 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 Okay. One little bit more of Street Fighter Five news, and that is that the costume design contest submissions are due today. End of day Pacific time, July 21st, which it still is here in this part of the world, mm-hmm. July 21st. And there's whatever rules in it. So basically, you know, you just give them an outfit that you'd like to see whatever character use and maybe they'll include it. So I don't know that we ever actually mentioned this on the air. I don't remember us doing it specifically, so maybe we can just t- chat about it briefly now. But what do you think about the idea of basically this being spec work, right, which is something that many artists are upset about, the idea being that you just you are doing the work, right? You're coming up with the idea. You are drawing it out, right? You're making the art of it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you get paid, right? Rather than it being like, hey, pay me, and then I'll make the thing, which is what, of course, people would rather have. Right. What do you think about this? I mean, it is spec work, and the, the hard part is that a lot of people, you know, would love to have that kind of opportunity. You know, they, they do want to get that exposure, like, hey, look, this is my costume in this game. And, you know, I saw them say that, you know, they're nearing the end of it. And I saw some of the artists on the thread, they're like, oh, my God, I'm so nervous, like... If I can actually get my costume in there, you know, I'm yeah. like, so, I mean, there is a lot of passion for that in there. And so it, it's, it's a kind of a weird situation. I, I don't like the idea of spec work. I mean, I would like it if like they ended up like, let's, if they do a public vote for whoever wins, that all the costumes that got the public vote get paid something, you know, I don't think it's going to break Capcom's bank to... To, to budget in, mm. like, you know, here's 200 bucks for the costume if you get into the top 10 voting kind of thing, you know. It would just be kind of nice for for the work and stuff. And if you win, then you also get a bigger cash prize. Uh, I don't know if there is a cash prize involved with it. I, I would I would like there there to be, you know, because then you are paying them for their, for their, for their, for their work. And, and winners will get their thing picked uh winners will also receive a special in-game title exclusive to them and i think that's it yeah hmm i don't know i do know a couple people who are putting in their designs the people i know who are doing it are not like professional artists, there are people who are like programmers or you know whatever job. Okay, okay. And they they like to draw and they like Street Fighter, so they're putting stuff in. Right. And I'm not sure if anybody's doing it from a more established art perspective, but I'm I'm very curious. So, in the chat, uh, Canon Red BR says it took me 30 hours to do mine. I would just really like to know your perspective on this. 
what are you hoping to get, right? Are you a professional artist? Is this something you're doing for fun? What's the what's the motivation? Maybe you just like Street Fighter? You just like a character? Or I don't know. Yeah, I'm just curious your perspective if you can say it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the hardest part for me is like from my standpoint, I don't like it because I do feel like it's spec work. You know, I feel like it is kind of taking advantage. But again, like I said, I see a lot of people really excited about it. Some people in the chat you know, are, are saying that, you know, is uh, they want the win because that'll get them exposure for more commissions in the end, you know, and so, I don't know, it, it's, it's, I want artists to get paid for their work, but at the same time, it's just, ah, oh, God, exposure is just such a tough thing to deal with in, 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 well, in any the, profession, you know? The fact that it's not paid at all, I think, maybe makes it not spec work in a sense. You know, it's, it's like very intentionally and clearly this is not going to get you paid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. But yeah, I'm curious if we're going to hear from Canon Red about their perspective on this. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it would be nice if... Okay, that's all right. Like, it would be nice if, like, the costume was named after the artist or something like that, you know, or, or something. Just to make it more public or something. But, because at the same time, it's like, yeah, it sounds like Capcom is being a jerk and like, we're going to get work for free from other people. But at the same time, one, you know, if they steal costumes in the future and, and put it as their own, that, that that's obviously a bigger problem. But, um, I mean, if they're doing it because they want to get community involvement and they're not trying to do it as spec work, I mean, sure. And... I don't know. Like I said, it's just I hate this topic because like there's just so many different shades of it, and it's hard to say. You know, it's really, really hard to say how to how to how to think about it. To be honest with you, yeah, it would be nice if they did more to get people exposure. Okay, so Canon Red BR says I love Street Fighter, and it's an opportunity for me to actually tell Capcom directly a really cool costume idea. I understand. That it feels terrible to not get not get not get compensation if you win. I think is the intention here yeah, to yeah, not get yeah. compensation if you win. For example, you don't even get your costume for free. You know, yeah, you should probably get your own costume for free. But okay, no, don't worry about. It. I, I appreciate you typing it out. Yeah, I'm just I'm curious about the perspective. So, mm -hmm. all right, there you go. Tonight's the last night to submit. You got if you haven't made one at all, you have. Four and a half hours. All right, time for me to submit my cami costume here. Let's do this. You can do it. <laughs> All right. I'm still mad that Cade. I'm still mad yep. that they that they chose to make Manat Felicia instead of Nikali. I'm still mad about that. So. I like some of the submissions that people were saying in the chat here. Princess Zangief, I think, would be great. <laughs> I would be way down for that. Dude, you I know. I think that's what What's that guy's name? What is it? No, it's not Baby Metal. Baby Metal is the uh, is the band. Is the but there's that one guy who would cosplay that super buff bearded guy who would cause it. Lady Baby. I think yeah, I think that's who he is. If they made a Lady Baby Zangief, I think that would be awesome. Or is it? No, that's that's another band. That's another band. Lady Beard. That's who it is. That's who it is. Yeah, if they made a lady beard costume for Zangief, I think that would be amazing. 
Now I gotta Google. Yeah. I mean, he literally has a Chun-Li cosplay, dude. It's, it's, it's amazing. Oh yeah, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I would support that. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious, so... <laughs> okay. Wow, is this actually him doing a crouching roundhouse? That's super impressive, if so. I think it is, actually. Is that real? Is that... Wow, that's gotta have been really hard. <laughs> anyway, nice job. <laughs> Maybe they photoshopped out the block that he was like hanging on or something. I don't know. Okay, yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, that's what they did for Mortal Kombat, right? You really think that those guys did those jump kicks like that? No, definitely not. Yeah. So. Okay, fine. Uh, All right, let's talk about footsies. Hey, footsies is including rollback netcode. There's other stuff that that High Fright's been putting in there as well. So there's a raging demon. There's, I don't know, you, Hi-Fi, I don't want to get it wrong. Describe for me what else you have put into this thing, because you've been adding a lot, man. The Raging Demon's been there for quite some time already, so uh, I don't know how to do the input for it, though. It's awesome. So, you want to give out some codes? Because we got some codes. Uh, do you want to give out the codes here? What do you want to do for that? Uh, we probably should have talked about this beforehand. I forgot to mention it. Yeah. Uh, I'm down. I, I, you know what? Maybe we should save it for a little bit uh, so that we can talk about it on uh, on Twitter before we give them out and stuff. So That makes sense. Sure. We'll do that. All right. Well, we'll, we'll give them out next time, and we'll actually do this properly. My bad. Um, but, yeah, check out Footsies. Talk to me about it. What do we got? Raging Demon's been there since last year. Well... The codes will be for the game, to be clear, for the game footsies. It's just the Steam beta code. Which otherwise code. costs forty nine ninety nine. It's the it's the it's the beta. It's the beta code. It's not for the game. Yeah. It's just so you can try the online beta and test out the rollback net code and such. So. Which costs forty nine ninety nine. What? Nah, nah, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, I couldn't tell if you were being serious or not. <laughs> oh, yeah, just to try out the online play. Yeah. For footsies, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, we'll put that up on Twitter and actually get the codes out properly, as we should have anyway. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to community news. All right. What do you got? All right, let's begin. Let's talk about the Tenno network. Tenno has been the biggest fighting game broadcaster for years now. It kind of morphed from iPlayWinner, one of the guys who was involved with iPlayWinner. They kind of melded with Team Spooky, and then they hired a bunch of people from all over the place, and now they're working with people in Japan and in the UK, and they're basically like spreading all over the place. So shout out to them for all that. They're the biggest fighting game broadcaster. They've done, you know, CPT and Tekken, Pro Tour, whatever. Like, all, all the big things that are going on. A lot of the big things are going on anyway. Evo. They are making a podcast network now, as well as video stuff, as well as having a merchandise store where you can buy stuff. So, an example is that Tasty Steve has a podcast where he'll be talking about... It's not just, like, fighting game stuff, okay? So, it's people who are involved in fighting games, I guess, right. but... Steve is going to be talking about, like, I think one of the topics is, like, ranking 
the tier list of MCU movies. It's like something like Yay! that. <laughs> uh, like, like that's a very Steve topic, you know. He's a, a huge nerd for video games, but he's also a huge nerd for the Marvel movies and just in general. He's a big nerd, so I think I think that's something that could be really funny. He's obviously a very engaging personality. So check that out. They have put up a Patreon. I'll have a link to it on the YouTube. The Tenno Network. T E N slash oh they've got a lot of good they've got a lot of t-shirts there too you know spanning from the avoiding the avoiding the puddle and you know all sorts of different groups in there so yeah man Mm -hmm. check it out let's talk about some upcoming community stuff not immediately this weekend but soon so or in some cases uh cgl is doing console combat online this is a series of tournaments for Mortal Kombat 11, Killer Instinct, Injustice 2, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and Fantasy Strike. They're giving out $5,000 across all of those games. And it actually did start today. Uh, if you don't know them, they're twitch.tv slash CGL1, the number one, CGL1. Okay. Um, Console Gaming League, they've been doing things for quite a while at this point, but I just wanted to highlight that. There's also an upcoming tournament for Killer Instinct called KI United. Mm-hmm. This will be on August 15th, so still a little ways off, but they wanted to bring it up. They have a Matcherino for it. I'll have a link to that in the YouTube as well. Uh, I can put it in the chat if anybody is curious. They're actually going to huh? be streaming it on the Best of Five show channel, I think it is now. So, That's my understanding. Yeah, yeah, so they've partnered up with Best of Five. Shout out to them. That's awesome. And also, Very cool again. That's going to be on August 15th. If people want to use the Ultra Chen TV to stream some tournaments as well, you know, we can definitely talk about that as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for sure. And then there's also an upcoming Them's Fighting Herds tournament on yeah. August 8th to 9th called Grand Stampede, which is pretty cool. This was tweeted out by Main6 itself, and you can find more info. I'll put the tweet in the chat right now. I'll put that in the YouTube video as well. Yeah, this is a. So you this can find is, a little bit more information about it. Main Six had talked about it since uh, Evo Online was canceled, but there were so many entrants and all these people excited for it. They wanted to put something on to kind of, uh, you know, keep that momentum going and, and, and promote the game and, and promote the community and have people continue to play it online because a lot of people discovered it. And so they're putting on this event. It's going to be uh, helped run by some very trustworthy TOs and such. And so I'm excited yeah. to see what's going to happen with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That Again, that will take place August 8th and 9th, but signups are already live. So if you're curious, please check it out. That game is super good. We've talked about that, but we both really, really liked it. All right, well, that's all I got in terms of good news. Uh, there was an additional bit of community news that I wanted to bring up, which is that uh, our friend, sweet Johnny V, has passed away, John Verslice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a player from the Midwest. He came out to California. It's where we knew him from in the SoCal Super Turbo and HD remix scene. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he really kind of made a, a name for himself in the HDR scene. It was him and EA yeah. Mega Man. Would, would went to a bunch of tur- tournaments and did really well, like Devastation in Arizona, and such. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, he yeah. has passed away. He uh, 
Yeah, he had been diagnosed with uh, cancer not long ago, a little while ago. Um, you know, we expected to have a little bit more time than we ended up having, so yeah. that, was, uh, that was that was tough. But yeah. um, he and I hung out many times about a decade ago when I was was going to UCLA for my second law degree. He was living in Westwood, which is where UCLA mm-hmm. is. So. I got, went over his place quite a number of times. He and EA Mega Man, Pete, played with them a lot. And then they came out to Dungeon Arcade and stuff. We played a bunch there, other tournaments in the area. And, you know, they would run tournaments sometimes as well. So they were a big part of the scene for a couple of years before they both moved away from work. Uh, you know, yeah, that was, that was definitely tough. He was a little bit older than both of us, mm-hmm. uh, 45, but still, you know, not... He's, that's a young man for cancer concerns, right? Yeah. So uh, that, was, that was tough. Tough news. Yeah. Rest in peace to that guy. You, people may not have known him in person, but he was also a big poster on SRK under Sweet Johnny V. Yeah. So, I've seen that name there as well. And, you know, it, I'm glad I, I, Pete talked about this to me. You know, I did go and see him real quick because they got him situated here in Southern California to be, you know, close to his family and such. And, um, you know, uh, I know both of us got to see him one last time, you know, gave him a hug and everything. And I know about like social distancing and what, but it was just like, I don't yeah. care. And, uh, yeah, I, I did the same thing. I, Pete says it meant a lot to him that we came by and saw him. So I'm happy that we could do that for him before he passed. That's... Yeah. I've only hugged one person who I'm not married to in the past. Boy, Four months, four and a half months, and it was that guy. Yeah, so, yeah, that was that was definitely tough. Same. All right. Well, um, that's all for active community news that I have. I also wanted to talk about this coming weekend, which will be the Capcom Pro Tour Online East Asia, mm-hmm. and predictably, right? The brackets are incredible, like incredible strength of bracket. So here are some example brackets. In fact, here might be all the brackets. I'm not sure how many there are. Only two get out of each pool. Can you actually put this up, maybe, on uh, the screen? It's yeah. in the run of show. Yeah, yeah there I, you go. I got it. Okay, cool. So I'll start going through it. So pool one, again, only two get out of each pool. One, Fudo, Xiaobao, Otani, Sako, GamerB. Two, Eita, Bonchan, RB, NL, Itazan, and Joven. Three, Hot Dog, Human Bomb, Daigo, Haitani. Four, Mago, Storm Kubo, Machabo, Nauman. We haven't even gotten to the hardest one, in my opinion. Five, Oil King, Gunfight, Kazunoko, John Takayuchi, Trashbox? Okay, listen to this one. Pool six, <laughs> Momochi, Momochi, Pugera, Kawano, Dogura, YHC Mochi, and MOV. I mean, two two people make it out of that pool. Seven. Fujimura, Gachikun, Kichipamu, Ryusei. Eight. Tokido, Johnny, Tachikawa, Nemo, Moke, Urio. Uh, you know, <laughs> Jeez, come on. Come on. What come the on. hell, dude? And the you know density the... of top-level players in that is incredible. The best thing about this tournament, too, is that it'll be at a time slot that is conducive to me being able to watch it so you know <laughs> oh boy 
I think it's going to be running. Wow, high five said that uh, Daigo beat Tokido 10-0 yesterday. What? When? Where? On like a stream or something? Or I heard about it. That's awesome. Dude, that's crazy. That guy's pretty good at video games, I've been told. Yeah. And that's got to hurt. When is it? That, that, this coming weekend. Yes. So that'll be on the Capcom Fighters YouTube, uh, well, yeah, YouTube and Twitch channel. Yeah, I believe. And will be awake for it. Yeah, so if you're on the West Coast, I believe it starts 1 a.m. and should run till about like 5 or 6 a.m. And if you're on the East Coast, that means it'll start at around 4 a.m. and should run till about like uh, uh, 9 a.m. or so. So there you go. I'll catch the VODs the next day. <laughs> I'll be watching it live, so. Cool. It's gonna be super good. Yeah, oh yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be ridiculous as predicted, as uh, expected. So, should, but should be good. That's time. all I got for news. Um. Okay. Uh. Um. I mean, just uh, as far as uh, like my own projects, like I said. Either tomorrow or Thursday, I'm probably going to try to do another Unchenzord. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to be seeing if I could work on some some of that Parsec stuff I want to work on with Anime Lover for Soul Calibur VI. Uh, just mm. haven't had a chance to set that up yet because I was doing a lot of work on the, the, the scrimmage this past weekend. So, But I want to see if I can set some stuff up, maybe run some tournaments for Soul Calibur as well. And then... Uh, I know Arturo does a lot of East Coast stuff. Maybe I can do a West Coast version or something like that and set something up for them. But uh, I'll try to see if I can get that to work. Um... Shout-outs to Anime Lover. I saw you beat Marlin Pie and Marvel 3. Bam! Oh, yeah? <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, there's, they're playing in that a lot. The, 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 the Tong is running the weekly Marvel tournament, so that's actually really cool. Shout-outs to Tong for putting in the money to do that. Uh, it's not just Tong who's been doing that, but he's been, he's from what I have been told, put in a couple hundred bucks on that front so far. So good work. Yeah, good work. yeah. I mean, yeah, anyways. <laughs> but uh, there you go. And then, um, yeah, uh, Artemis, I will definitely be trying to do more Tetris now that my thumb has recovered, so... I can feel my thumb again, so we will definitely do that. Nice. I went seven years without being able to feel my thumb. <laughs> uh, and you actually mean that, too. <laughs> I, I, I'm exaggerating a little bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, and then uh, I've been playing a bunch of Bloodstained Ritual of the Night on my stream. Game is super fun, by the way. Really, really enjoying that game. And then uh, also obviously playing a lot of Teppin as well. So Yeah. And, uh, currently in the top right. thousand. So I know you have been playing uh some game called Rocket Arena. So I've been playing some game called Rocket Arena. It, it confused me at first because when I heard people talking about it, I kept picturing Rocket League. Of course. Yeah. So the I name thought, could maybe be better. I thought it was like a sequel or something. Nathan. Stop. Yeah, the name could be better. But they went with Rocket Arena. So it's really fun. It's a funky mix between third-person shooters, competitive third-person shooters, like Overwatch or whatever, mm -hmm. and Smash Brothers. Yeah. That's the mix. 
And it's it crazy. works in a very interesting way. Like, you get to combo people. There are combos in the game. Uh, you die by getting launched out of the arena. Yeah. Or by getting spiked down, like, into the lower part of the arena in some stages. And that happens, like, you take damage and you, you're... Your little smash bar goes up, right? Instead of a percentage, there's just a little bar. And when the bar goes up to a certain spot, if you get touched again, you're going to get launched. And so there's, there's a very smash-like dynamic. And then people are trying to, like, snipe you if you're too high up, right? And you're almost dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People try to snipe you. You're trying to dodge. And you have an air dodge. And you have you can move slightly side to side. Some characters have certain extra skills that can, like, get them out of bad situations. Uh so there's like a lot of little mix-ups, right? When are you going to use your dodge? Are they going to wait for you to dodge and then they're going to shoot you to kill you? Or, you, you know, what's the... It's like Smash, right? It's like we're trying to recover from a Smash stage. So I really like that. It's super fun for me. And the characters are really unique and interesting. And Yeah, the game's name is almost a bummer because I feel like it, it sounds so generic. But it's actually like a really interesting, unique game. It looks good. I think it's fine. The netcode's been totally fine for us so far. I've been playing with friends from all over North America, from like literally like LA, yeah. Minnesota, Florida, like all over the place. And it's been fine. And people we've been playing against have been from who even knows where, and we haven't had any specific problems. So. Mm -hmm. It's been I mean, good. The worst Fucking thing about it is like the, the naming scheme. Like I still remember there was one game that I know both you and I beta tested a long time ago. And, you know, during part of the process was, here's some ideas for the names of the game, you know, and they presented yeah. us with some names and they were all like, not good. <laughs> like, True. I, it's just, it's crazy to me, like how the naming, like the name has to be this with its easy repeatability. Like, it's all like super markety, -y, you know, and like. I don't know. It's just like I'm not a fan. Like it's weird that we end up with like all these badly named stuff as a result. You know? Yeah, it's not good for sure. Yeah. But it is a really fun game. And oh yeah, like Raito says, Raito Hikari says, it has crossplay. You can enable crossplay on it. So I'm playing on Steam, but I regularly play against people on Xbox and PlayStation and whatever. What, is so it, that's... But it's is it beta or is it officially out now? Oh, it's out. Oh, okay, okay, right? okay. I think so. Okay, okay. But they're still adding stuff to it. Yeah, I like mean, like, literally, it's Rocket League plus Quake Arena, right? I mean, they just called it Rocket Arena. The name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right, I'm telling you, the name could be better, but the game itself is definitely fun and unique and interesting, so we've been playing it a lot. Obviously, I am not good, you know. But it's definitely fun. Definitely fun. Yeah, Tubo's been telling me all about it. I know he's kind of one of the guys that got you into it. Like, because it's third person, I can probably play it better than if than I could do something like Overwatch. Because I could play Splatoon, uh, but I couldn't right. play yeah. that. But I watched some videos of it, and there is a lot of flying around in there because you get launched in the air and such. And yeah. You know, so there's a lot of, like, camera viewing and, like, you going, where's this, where's this, where's this? So I don't know if the third person would necessarily be that much better. Splatoon was pretty easily, like, not, like, going crazy. So uh, we'll right, see. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, this game definitely is very movement heavy. Oh, that's cool. Rip started playing it. I think Rip has played a lot more shooting games than I have. Like, I think he's put a lot of time into, like, PUBG and stuff. Yeah. And... Other than me playing Overwatch, I played a lot of Overwatch. Before that, the last shooter game that I had really played a lot of was Perfect Dark. 
a thousand years ago. So Jeez. I don't have as much experience in the genre. And I can tell. I mean, we can totally tell. When my fighting game friends and I play online in this game, most of the time we get matched up against people who are also schlubs, and it's, like, fun and interesting. And then occasionally we will play against somebody who clearly knows how to shoot in an online video game. You know what I mean? Like, somebody will come in who's, like, probably some good player from some other... They've been playing shooters for 20 years, right? Whereas we've been playing fighting games. Uh, and they'll come in and they'll just get 100% accuracy on shooting, and we're like, I don't know, this, I don't know what to do about this. It's completely absurd to me. So it's funny, it's funny that you those are the... we get demolished, but I do really enjoy that at the same time because it's cool to see like what the skill ceiling is like. Like it's so high, you know. Right. And that's yeah, 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 that's yeah. something I always appreciate about games when there's there's mm-hmm, a high skill mm-hmm. ceiling. Yeah, it's funny that you used the word schlubs just a while ago. I wonder where you got that word from. You know why that was in your brain or anything like that. So... Oh, that word's been in my brain since my uh, Yiddish speaking grandma oh, <laughs> well, okay, taught okay. me. Okay. 35 years ago? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. The game is $30, yeah. Uh, do I play it on pad? I do not. I do not. Yeah, play I mean, honestly, if I played... When I played... Uh, I remember I tried playing Battle... F- the Star Wars game, Battlefront or whatever, and there's the flying the ship modes, which I could play, and then there was the modes where you use the heroes and you run around and you try to shoot people, like first-person shooter-wise... I played that on a pad, and like I have the, I'm terrible with analog controllers for some reason, and so literally like I'm sitting there trying to shoot a guy, and if I'm like targeting here, and I move the controller, I shoot here, and then I shoot here, and then I shoot here, and I change all the sensitivities, and it like doesn't work, and it's just I'm terrible with that, so I would probably have to try mouse and keyboard in order to have any success in that. I mean, Shoutouts to Spacebar SDF, the best control scheme. Yeah, I mean, that's why when people said that in Splatoon, it was actually better to use the uh, motion control aiming that uh, right. I, I, I actually got it. It made sense. Like, it was actually easier to jump and then keep aiming down and then aiming back up as you jumped using the motion controls. Before, I didn't use it, but then once I started forcing myself to learn it, I was like... Okay, I get it. I get it now. And you just can't do that with analog controllers. It's too hard. So. Yep. Uh, hey, don't feel bad, Phil Dingus, who said... Let's go back up here. Am I the only one that's reached the point that they really suck at fighting games, but still religiously go to events and follow the scene? Like those old, out-of-shape guys that are huge NFL fans. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we'll all get there eventually. Uh, I I, I, I would have been, if, if not for commentary, for the past, most of the past decade, I would have been the same way, you know, because I didn't feel like I could play for like seven, right, eight years. Right. If I didn't have commentary, I would have just either fallen out of the scene or I would have shown up occasionally and still watched events. And that, you know. yeah. So I, I get it. And I get one it. Of the, we'll, we'll all get to the point. Just things, hang out. Yeah. One of the things that I, I've been really pushing lately is, you know, I am sad that there is this weird narrative that people are trying to present like, oh, fighting games are easy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, fighting games are brutal, man. They're hard. And yeah, you're going to suck at them for a very long time. And it's very, very hard to get good. And I think it's actually really hard to learn fighting games these days. Um, So again, if you're having trouble with it, I wouldn't be too discouraged about it because I think almost everybody's going through the same thing. 
right? I mean, you'll see that you watch the top player streams and they're just having a good time and playing it, but it's kind of yeah. one of the reasons why I'm okay with me getting so salty and angry on my own streams because yeah. you kind of need to see that because that shit happens to everybody. Everybody gets mad, you know, and, and I tell beginners this all the time. I said this during the scrimmage uh, two, two events ago was that uh, fighting game ranked online is absolutely one of the most miserable experiences. I, I really mm -hmm. genuinely believe that. And uh, and if you're having trouble with it, you don't feel like you're winning, you're not alone. It's not designed to be a fun experience. <laughs> like, that. that's not... They haven't done a good job making it fun. Let's put it that way. So I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't worry about it. And even beyond that, not everybody has the goal of being a strong yeah. player, right? You might just enjoy playing around, or not, or not even playing anymore. Who cares? Happy to have you in the scene regardless. Yeah, and again, uh, Super Famicom, tune into my Unchenzord uh, coming up this week because that's actually one of my points is I actually don't agree with that. I actually don't agree with that. So I am looking forward to the Squadron game, the new Star Wars, yeah. the upcoming Star Wars game. I think that looks pretty sick. I think that's going to be really interesting for sure. I'm sure I'll be trash at it, but it does look like a cool idea. And... Oh yeah, I put up a new stream overlay on this channel from before. If anybody's <laughs> curious, check it out. It's in the uh, VODs right there. It's the you black and white the... one <laughs> that you put black up? Black and white one. Yeah. yeah. I think it's super funny. I'm really happy with how it's turning yeah. out. It's a silent movie, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually muted permanently on it, and everything's in black and white, including the camera and the gameplay. Uh -huh. And below me is a speech-to-text screen capture of a website that will just do, uh, you know, on, on the fly, free speech-to-text. Oh, my so God. That's, that's mirroring the silent movies where the characters will right. have dialogue but you can't understand what they're saying you can't hear it and then they'll have the dialogue little like little screen after i was just about to uh, suggest that but you've done it already i have already done that also and there's a there's an extra overlay on top of it that has all the little like film degradation things yeah. right <laughs> turn that is but the little uh, errors in the film or whatever yeah. i think it's come across pretty fun and and there's a public domain jazz playing constantly the whole time because it's 1920. You sure, we're not going to get. I, I like mean, it. we have been DMCA'd for that before, so. We have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure that this is actually going to avoid a DMCA takedown request, but I do think it's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, uh, shout outs to Carson, by the way, for the gift subs in the chat. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Appreciate that. Five gift subs. Uh, Thank you, Carson FGC. Yeah, I totally yeah, missed it. Thanks. To Uber Automation, Snowboard Bulldog, Snowboarding Bulldog, Jive Knight, iPhantom99, and Mira LBC. Hey, what up, Mira? So there you go. Man, I got smoked by Eli today. Ooh, baby. He smoked me on stream. It was so good. He plays Laura so distinctly. He's, he's the most calm Laura that I've ever played against and it's like very it's very unusual I need to play very differently I think to play against them but anyway I got smoked it was a lot of fun um yeah that's it that's all I got you got yeah. anything else to talk about today uh, not really like I said I gotta get back into to um 
playing Street Fighter Five online, see how far I can get through Diamond, you know. I mean, the, the boy, they, they make the, the, the grind grind because you have to get a bunch of points. Like, to get from Rookie to Diamond is as many points from, like, Diamond to, like, Ultra Diamond. <laughs> it's crazy how many points you need, but, you know, mm. I need to get back and do it, play it again, have fun. And, uh, again, you know, I mentioned Iowa the Boat earlier in stream. Uh, he does a lot of the Teppan community stuff. I've been helping with that, helping do commentary for the Teppan community stuff as well. Yeah. And I'm going to be trying to run uh, more. Uh, the Teppan grind is actually a lot easier than Street Fighter V because mm. Street Fighter V never resets. That's always the hardest thing. Yeah, right. 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 So Teppan's like, oh, I'm having a bad month, whatever. Wait till the next month. Everyone's back to A5, and then you do it again. And you start all over again. But because Street Fighter V chose never to do any form of resets whatsoever, uh, it makes the grind really, really hard. Uh, I, don't I, think it, I don't think it should reset all the way. But I do think that there should be periods where everybody gets kind of pushed back a little bit. You know? And uh, uh, it just makes it a little bit easier to and palatable to do. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'll be playing Rocket Arena again soon. Oh, I should say about the silent movie overlay, my intention with that, I think, is to just use it once a week and have that be the same time each week so that people who are hard of hearing can watch a stream. That was something that Keith suggested, and I think that's a pretty good oh, idea. That's actually kind of neat. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So I'm going to... I mean, that's actually... That out. Send me the website that you have that thing for, because that might just be yeah. good to have just in general on any stream. Totally. You know? Yeah, I, I didn't make it up. Uh, I actually saw that yesterday when I was watching um, the Reddit SF Weekly Tournament. Because uh -huh. Joe has that up on their Twitch channel. Oh, does he do that as well? Oh, that's cool. Yes. Okay, okay. That's where I got the idea from. Nice, nice. Okay, okay. That's something I'll definitely look about look at as well. Okay. Uh, All right. Cool. Well, thanks guys All for right, tuning uh, in for another week. Uh, and I gotta find my birds. Ha! <laughs> okay, bird them. Oh, that's super quiet. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. I thought about degrading the frame count, but uh, it's that's probably too far. <laughs> <laughs> I need to come up with a new theme for my for my stream as well, but it's so hard to think of something good. If you guys have any ideas for me, let me know in the chat. <laughs>